week of one means of covering near enough to half a billion dollars in penalties occasioned by a combination of ramping one's property values and defaming a woman one has sexually assaulted. We learned that former and perhaps future US President Donald Trump has added to his sprawling range of self-branded tat, already including but not limited to... Trump stakes are the world's greatest stakes and I mean that in every sense of the word. And we're very proud of it. We make the finest wine, as good a wine as you can get anywhere in the world. And my new game is Trump, the game. Trump, the game where you deal for everything you ever wanted to own. So we learned of just outstanding tidings for anyone who had ever yearned for footwear thematically appropriate to a convivial evening knocking back a Trump steak washed down with Trump wine while playing a few rounds of Trump the game. We learned that Trump is now selling shoes. I just want to tell you, you know, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I have some incredible people that work with me on things and they came up with this and this is something I've been talking about for 12 years, 13 years. And we learned that these 12 or 13 years of meticulous excogitation had paid inexplicably off. There was a big win for Trump this weekend, hours after he launched his new sneaker line in a surprise visit to SneakerCon in Philadelphia. The gold never surrender. High tops officially sold out. No word yet on if the limited supply of $399 kicks will be restocked. We learned therefrom of a hitherto dormant tendency towards flint-hearted skepticism at Fox News. Can they possibly be countenancing the prospect that Donald Trump, Donald John Trump of all upstanding business folk, would commit such shabby subterfuge, betray such contempt for his customers as to manufacture further supplies of something branded as limited edition? Does that really sound like something that would ever imaginably occur? We learned, however, that the former president was not the only prominent conservative thinker with something to sell. We learned, or were reminded by our special annual alarm... ..that it was time, once again, for CPAC. Oh, no. Well, yes. We learned, however, that irritatingly and almost as if they were trying to evade our scorn, CPAC, properly the Conservative Political Action Conference and annual stateside Yahoo Rodeo, was due to start on Wednesday and finish on Saturday, which isn't entirely convenient for a whimsical news monologue usually recorded on Thursday for broadcast on Friday. But we can probably get away with holding over anything especially preposterous until next week, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Good to know. We learned, however, that if we were to be reduced to trying to make fun of CPAC in advance, there was plenty of material in the agenda, not the least of which was the promise of an oration by... We import two-thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. Hooray. We did not learn whether or not Liz Truss... Huh? 
come on, you remember, plans to berate a doubtless agog audience at CPAC about cheese, but did surmise that she will probably be caning her imminent book, Ten Years to Save the West, the American subtitle of which is, and we are not making this up, leading the revolution against globalism, socialism and the liberal establishment. And if you think that isn't going to tee up a sequence of extremely cheap jokes blunderingly illustrated with crass sound effects, you must be new to these monologues. Yes, we learned, or at least concluded, that CPAC attendees of bygone days apparently now were gog for the revolution-leading expertise of someone who, to judge by the same cover, can't remember what job she was doing. It says former Prime Minister of Great Britain. She was actually Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. American Liz Trust fans unclear on the difference should ask someone from Northern Ireland. Would probably also have paid for lessons in Arctic maritime navigation from Captain Edward John Smith. Yes, what you see. Iceberg, right ahead! Thank you. Cavalry Command from Colonel George Armstrong Custer. Colonel, Colonel, can we make a break for it? No, we stand! And Zeppelin Parking from Captain Max Pruss. Crashing terrible. Oh my, get out of the way, please. It's burning and bursting in the flames and, and it's falling on the morning fast and all the folks between us, this is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. There's like another dozen of these we workshop, the charge of the Light Brigade, the voyage of the second Russian Pacific Squadron to the Tsushima Strait, and so on. We might do them next week, depending on how her speech goes. Stay tuned. And slash but. We learned of the good news following recent bad news for roly-poly North Korean despot Kim Jong-un, who has been doubtless downcast of late after he learned that his specific haircut, the short at the sides, long on top, Korean Workers' Party in front, tyranny at the back, had been specifically forbidden in Afghanistan by a recent edict issued to barbers by the Taliban, which invade gravely against coiffures sported by, and we quote, infidels in the West or North Korea. We learned that, possibly in a bid to cheer him up following this rebuke, President Vladimir Putin of Russia had given Kim a car, which, Russian automotive engineering being what it historically has, may be a mixed blessing, but it's the thought that counts. We learned that the banger in question is an Oras Senat limousine of the sort which ferries Putin between bunkers and weirdly homoerotic photo opportunities. We learned that the gift had been greatly appreciated by the recipient, as was obediently stenographed by Rodong Sinmun, the always riveting newspaper of the Central Committee of the Workers' Party of Korea, and as will now be read out loud by Monocle's Pyongyang desk chief, Fernando Augusto Pacheco. King Yojong courteously convened King Jong-un's thanks to Putin, saying that the gift serves as a clear demonstration of the special rapport between the top leaders of the DPRK and Russia, and as the best present. Reckon he would have preferred biscuits. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.